You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Fireside. I'm your host, Remy. This and is my I'm lovely co-host. Ah, uh, there she is. And uh, <laughs> pay attention f- this time. Do you feel any older? Yeah, right. Um, I'm like one of those people that starts saying that I'm like the next age up, like months before their birthday. Yes. To, like, get used to it. So I'm go. just like, I'm fine. Yeah. You're, you're good. So Lauren just had a birthday yesterday. Happy yeah. birthday, Lauren. Thank you. <laughs> Another trip around the sun is always a good thing. Um, <laughs> we we tried to have some guests for you guys the last couple of weeks, but everybody was falling through and we understand things happen. Um, you know, my buddy was going to be on tonight, but he found out that he was going to be the only manager on duty and figured he could sneak away for an hour. But since he's the only MOD, um, we know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Whoops-a-daisy. So it's just us tonight, and I hope you enjoy. Uh, we're going to hang out, talk about uh, the fire going on behind me. It's about to be locked down again. <laughs> is, is it April? It feels like April again. Is it April? I is know. It is, it, is it? Oh, God. It, it seems like 20 years ago that, like, March, and we are just about to have St. Patrick's Day. And they shut down all the bars. And now like literally Mich- the day before. Yeah. And now here in Michigan, like the day, you know, a week before the biggest bar night of the year, they're shutting us down again <clears throat> um, yeah. with, with good reason. However you feel about it, like the cases have been going through the roof and you can't have people out congregating on the biggest bar night of the year spreading COVID all over the place. Well, that's the thing is that, you know, it's also, it's also just the fact that Thanksgiving is around and it's like, is around the corner. And, and it's like not even the day before that I'm worried about. It's people like going to and from their family's houses after that, you know? And that's part of the point is, you know, you shut down all the bars and restaurants this week so that people don't go and give it to grandma while she's making pumpkin pie or, you know, your auntie who made her special stuffing again this year. And then, you know, she's not here for Christmas because you went out and partied with your friends and got her sick and you didn't even know you were sick. Um, Exactly. But again, you know, I'm sure there's, there's lots of emotions running high on this topic. I'm absolutely positive of it because I've seen it. You know, it's like, you're talking about people's livelihoods here. People were just getting used to, you know, making some money in the bars again and having limited capacity and trying to jump through hoops to figure everything out. And it lasted for a while, but now it's over because, you know, the, the cases are just too high and it's all across the country. It's all over the place. And I look at it as like, they're, they're probably not doing enough. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to put some restrictions on us again, but I don't think it's going to be enough. It's kind of, you know, like slap on the wrist, uh, you know, half-assed attempts to to try and keep everybody safe. And it's, we're spiraling out of control in this country. It's, it's really scary. <laughs> you know, I went. Well, the other co- thing too is that right. it's like, we're, we're running out of um, unemployment days, right? Like weeks on there. Yeah. And I'm not getting shit anyway for unemployment, but it's like, you know, what are they going to do? They can't like continuously just be like everyone infinitely can have $600 a week or whatever, but we're not getting shit. And I'm like worried about running out of money and not being able to get extension on that. And you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. I don't know what I'm going to do. 
I, and, and there's a lot of people in the same boat, a lot of people who went back to work in the bar industry and, you know, the money I'm sure has not been as good as it usually is. So they're trying to balance, you know, and then they had to deal with all their bills stacking up from the, from, from the first lockdown for three months. Right. And then you come back and you make a little bit of money. You're not making enough to like save up for this to happen again. No. You know, uh, people are living their lives and stuff. So it's, it's going to get ugly. It's going to get desperate. I think. I went and got a COVID test today just because they were giving them out at uh, one of my jobs in the parking lot. And I was like, you know what? I haven't been tested. And, you know, I've been around people that I don't know for sure if they're sick or not or asymptomatic or whatever. I'm like, what the hell? Let's let's yeah, just go. So know. I went over and I'm like, they're free, right? And the guy's like, yeah, we just, you know, take your insurance. I'm like, oh, I don't have any insurance. He's like, oh, well, then, you know, we'll put you under the CARES Act. So I got a free COVID test today. They did a rapid one and they did the the long, the longer one. So I'm guessing I'll hear from them about that. But the rapid one came back negative, which I expected it would. But it was yeah. still just if it, it felt like, all right, I'm, you know, I want to be sure, you know, that I don't have it. And because you can be asymptomatic, you know, I, I don't yep. want to be running around thinking I'm fine and giving it to people for two weeks or however long that lasts and stuff. It's just <clears throat> But it's a really scary situation, and I don't know how we're going to dig ourselves out of it. Like, I really don't. I wish I had some answers, but. Yeah. It's nuts. And I, I see know. my I see my friends, like, begging people to come out to the bars for, like, the last two nights, tonight and tomorrow, before it shuts down to, like, you know, because this is the last money that these people are going to make. And, and I, I'm just like, I don't feel safe, like, doing that. The reason they're shutting down is because it's not safe. <laughs> yeah. It's not okay to be doing that. Yeah. That's crazy to me. I don't know. I'm like concerned about people not taking it seriously and just kind of like doing whatever they want. And that's why we've been seeing, you know, 9,000 new cases a day and stuff. So it's concerning. I'm like afraid to be around people I care about and expose them. So I've just been staying away from people, you know? Yeah. Even like going out of town, everyone, people were giving me a hard time about going out of town. And I was like, I'm literally going to be inside of a room, like a hotel room by my, like not by myself with my boyfriend, obviously, but like just the two of us, we're not like going out to eat. We're not like going to clubs and bars and stuff. We're like just not doing it in this, in this city. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a getaway and that's the kind Mm -hmm. of safe getaway that is okay to do right now. I think, you know, it's like, if you guys are around each other enough and neither one of you are sick and you go to some other place and stay in a hotel room for the weekend, that's, mm-hmm. I, I find that perfectly acceptable. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's being around strangers without masks for prolonged periods of time and, you know, indoors, not ventilated, all that kind of stuff. That's, that's what's doing it. And so <clears throat> I've been, you know, I've been grocery shopping lately and the grocery stores are really good. I've seen everybody wearing masks around where yeah. I live, oh, yeah. which that makes me feel good. You know, it's like, and the, I was there on a busy day. Like there was a line and everybody was, you know, kind of distancing and stuff like that and had their masks on. So I felt good about that. Then there was another day when I went there, it wasn't very busy at all. And a guy came up and was standing like really close to me. <laughs> and I just turned around and looked at him and was like, are you good, bro? You know, and, and yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, the fuck back. <laughs> yeah, he was, you know, I was like, I didn't say it mean. I wasn't trying to be confrontational, but it was like, hey, like, are you good? Is everything all right with you? Like, 
why are you standing so close to me? I really right. don't appreciate it. And he, he like, he understood what I meant by that and, and backed off, but it's, it's scary out there. You see people with like, you know, their mask around their chin or under their nose. And it's like, how confrontational do you want to get with somebody over something like that? Cause potentially what they're doing could be deadly. Hey. Oh, that's service with a smile. She's the Millie, best. you're the best. <laughs> I texted I her that. like, oh, I forgot my wine. <laughs> <laughs> that's what good roommates are for. Like, you cannot exactly. underestimate that. But do you know what um, I mean? It's like, there's times when I want to just like scream at people. Like that's not, you know, you got your mask down and you're on your cell phone in a store. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know, but you know, where's the line that you draw between like, Hey, listen, it's a global pandemic. You could be killing people potentially right now. And like, Hey man, just, you know, step back, put your mask on. Right. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I have mixed yeah. feelings about that. And that's the thing, though, is like, I get why people are having a hard time about it, because I don't know if businesses, especially small businesses, are like going to be equipped to handle this, like another round through it. And I know that everyone's saying it's only three weeks, but I'm like, that's only until we reevaluate and see if we're going to extend it or not. And, you know, it's it's a hard decision to make because it's like, yeah, these people are struggling and everything, but I also value my health and the health of the people that I care that, you know, are part of my, and I value the health of other people. I don't even care. Like, absolutely. You know, I don't want to get anybody sick, a stranger. No, I would, I would hate myself. And and so, you know, we were just talking about this earlier with uh, my sister, like I have people that I hang out with and I always think to myself like, Oh, well, I only hang out with these people. But they're also saying that they only hang out with these people and there's four other people that I don't hang out with. And then those people have other people that they hang out with. And it's like that it spirals and you feel safe and you feel, um, you know, like this sense of like trust when you're around these people. So you let your guard down, you take off your masks and you don't socially distance and you share cocktails or you share you know, whatever you touch a lot of the same things, just like making uh, out. Uh, a lot of this is family member to family member. Right. You know? Yeah. So, that I mean, how do you think you're going to get COVID from some stranger that you pass by in the grocery store or from your best friend that you hang out with for three hours, talking and laughing and drinking? I know That's, someone said to me like, Oh, you could be exposed every day at the, at the grocery store. And I was like, okay, but at the grocery store, I'm passing by people. I'm not sitting in the same room with these people talking to each other constantly for six, seven hours at a time. You know what I mean? Like, that's like ridiculous to think it's the same, you know? I don't know. Well, the way I see it is all summer long, I was super careful. I barely went anywhere, you know, a handful of places every time I knew I was taking a risk. So I tried to like, you know, make myself as as safe as possible while I was out doing that, wearing a mask and and being careful. But like I went out to eat and like you sit down and take your mask off. I'm like, I know this is dangerous. You know what I mean? But like, I'm here with a couple of people that don't live in my household and we're friends having dinner. I'm like, this is a big risk. You know what I mean? Like this is super high up on the, on the red alert level, but I did it and and everybody was fine. So I'm like, all right, right. you got to make a decision about, 
Like, well, I'm not going to do that often. You know, I'm not going to do that again. If I feel bad about something, I'm not going to go do it again. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's too scary. Um, I did a lot of outdoor stuff this summer. I went golfing a lot. Like I got really into golf this year and I've played a bunch before, but like this year I went like every week because it was me and my brother. Yeah. It was me and my brother most of the time. And I work with them and now I live with them and we're outdoors. We're not, you know, coming in contact. Yeah, you're being with exposed people. to the same things. Yeah. It seemed, it seemed like a pretty healthy way to, to go out and de-stress and you're not going to a bar or a club or something like that. So I was lucky. Mm-hmm. I found some, a cool hobby that I like and, and had a lot of fun with it and stuff. Um, I, d- I got a little better at golf. I didn't get really good at golf. I still kind of stink. <laughs> it's not about that remy it's really well when you play every week it kind of it becomes that you well really want to start doing better a little bit but it's it, well yeah it's it's like a zen kind of thing it's like when you when you hit the ball perfectly it's such a cool feeling to like look up and watch it going straight exactly where you want it to and it's it's really peaceful now I'm the type of golfer where I don't get frustrated if I don't do that all the time, unless I'm like really hacking away at it and it sucks, but I'm not one of those guys that like slams his clubs down or throws them and screams. Like to me, it's fun. You know, you're having a couple of beers, you're sharing some laughs, you're telling jokes, you know, it's like, it's a good time. You're making fun of each other. Yeah. Um, that, that always helps to, to liven it up. So yeah, I, you know, I found something other than bars to keep me occupied this summer. Yeah. Same. I found all this stuff to do. I made a bar in my house. Right. <laughs> you know, I just literally was like, I'm going to drink here. And I would Zoom with you guys, basically a large group of people on Zoom. And we would sit there and drink and talk. You know, I think it was like, it was, we're at the bar, but we're it, all drinking, just not in the same room. Yeah, it was fun. I met new friends. I met people that I've never met before, mm-hmm. you know, just like at a bar. I met people from became other states. friends with people that I was like, I've never met you in real life. And right. when I do, it's going to be great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. These are my <laughs> Zoom friends and stuff. Although right. I think I think during the first lockdown, I went I went a little hard on the sauce. <laughs> I was looking around yeah, my room. Same. I was looking around my room at all the empty bottles and I'm like, I need to throw these out. This is, looks bad. <laughs> like this. What am I saving these for? Yeah. Uh, so, so this time, uh, learn from my mistakes and just take it easy. Like I can still go on and zoom and still have a couple, but like, let's not get hammered. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> I definitely was going hard in the paint for sure. I mean, it felt, it felt so safe. Cause you're like, I know I'm not driving anywhere, you know, like I'm already at home. I'm in right. my bed, <laughs> you know? Like. Right. And that's the thing is that everyone's calling this a lockdown and it's kind of just like, there's a lot of stuff that's still open and yeah. there's just restrictions on how to do it. You know, like bars and restaurants, sorry, you can't be inside, but the patios are still available. Sucks that it's um, cold outside. Some of them have like, you know, heaters or whatever. My question is, is that if you have like an enclosed patio, how is that safer? It It's not. It 100% is not. And People are going to use that like to get away with Like they're doing like those wedding it. tent things, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, it's, they're saying, you know, to me, the experts say it needs to be well ventilated and those tents are not well ventilated. You know, you right. think about uh, the place where we used to go before our show, Selena's. Oh, Selena's, the little, yeah. The little fire pit outside and stuff. And it's like, I wouldn't feel safe hanging out there because there's people congregating and talking and laughing and usually there's music and so they're talking loudly and it's like, yeah. all those 
all those COVID germs. Like are when fun. you're laughing and stuff, how much, you know, yeah. that's crazy. I it is. Know. I, uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I need to set up a, um, a bonfire pit in the backyard where I'm at now. Cause I have a huge backyard. I have like a double lot, like almost two and a half lots for the size of the house that it is. And, uh, yeah, there's plenty of room for a backyard. Like six or seven people could definitely come over and be completely social distanced and yeah. have a bonfire and stuff like that. So, you know, before it starts snowing and getting really nasty out, I think a couple bonfires are in order. And honestly, I just, I encourage all of our listeners to find alternatives, like whatever it is. I've seen people posting about like, okay, Tuesday is the biggest bar night of the year. Now tomorrow, like I, I really, really advise against that. I don't want yeah, to tell you what don't to do, do that. but like, don't get sick. Don't spread this to everybody. Don't ruin Thanksgiving and Christmas and your whole life for one night, you know, because you can't have the biggest bar night of the year. I, I don't think it's a good idea. And to all my people in the service industry still that are like relying on money, I wish you all the best of luck. I My heart really does go out to you. I'm not trying to be un- unsympathetic to what your plight is, but um, everybody's got to stay safe first. That's the main yeah. thing. I mean, know? look at me. Like we're going into month nine and my place hasn't even opened one time, not even for one night, not a right. minute. You know, it's like, I can't imagine what the owner of, of my nightclub is doing, you know, being like how much money is lost. He has to pay rent and stuff still like, so I don't know. It's crazy to even think about, like there's all these people that haven't even opened. Um, I know people that are opening brand new businesses that can't open because we can't get inspections and we can't get, you know, like whatever it's, it's like, they're just paying rent for a lot that they can't even open and make any money off of. It's crazy. Yeah, and that doesn't make sense. That's like throwing money out the window, you know? Yeah. And you can't just get out of that. You know what I mean? You bought it. <laughs> like, bought it without the expect expectation that this is, like, what was going to happen, you know? Right. Nine months later, still can't fucking open. That's crazy. Yeah, it really is. It's a, it's a bad time to be a, a brand new business owner or to have wanted to try and open something. I would have probably shifted gears and tried to figure out something else. But like you said, once you're signed on the dotted line and paying that rent, there's not much you can do, you know, yep. to get out of it. And we can't all win the lottery. <laughs> that doesn't work like that. <laughs> I wish I could win the lottery once. Shit. <laughs> Just a little I need something. it. <laughs> I am curious, stuff. like, what's going to happen, like, stimulus packages and stuff like that. I know Trump was saying some bullshit, like, he wasn't going to help us unless we unless we uh, voted for him and all that shit. Well, Somebody's well, got to do something. I mean, yeah, that's the scary part, too. Like, January 20th is a long ways away. A long ways away. Like, you think $1,200 helped out all these people, all these families for nine fucking months? No. You have got to be out of your goddamn mind. That's a lot of people make 1200 bucks a week or every two weeks. My friend Bianca lives in London and she was telling me that like, they haven't exactly been the best with this pandemic either, but right. like America is just crazy. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Can we please? Well, I, I think I've, I've said it since the very beginning of the lockdowns is like when they locked everything down the first time, they should have gone harder than they did. They should have made a nationwide mask mandate 
where like you are just absolutely not allowed to be out in public without a mask at all times yeah. on the street, walking around in a store, whatever. Like you can drive in your car by yourself without wearing a mask. You don't have to do that. But if you like, we shouldn't see anybody's lips ever for the last nine months. And that's, you know, part of the problem. But the, the problem with that, I had somebody just two nights ago commented on a Facebook post and somebody clapped back with, um, you know, they're, they're finding that people wearing masks are getting COVID at a higher rate. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what channel you subscribe to that gave you that Kool-Aid, but there's still people out there that, that honestly believe that in their heart, that the masks are worse for you or not good at all for spreading COVID. They just don't believe in mask wearing where, you know, it's pretty much been proven that if we would have all worn masks the whole time, the virus would not have been able to spread as fast as at least not the way that it is. Exactly. Not to say that they're 100%, but Holy shit. Like they're not. And I know they're not, it's not about being a hundred percent. It's about if everybody wears them all the time, it's going to squash the cases so hard that it won't have, it won't be able to blow up. Right. That's just what I believe. I, no, I completely agree. And but some people I think can't that, tell them shit. <laughs> I just don't understand like how places are doing like tents and stuff and like staying open. Uh, when I was in Petoskey, we had to stop um, to get gas or something. And I went inside of like one of the uh, gas stations and there was like no one wearing a mask. And I walked right back out and I was like oh, going yeah. to a different gas station because yeah. I wasn't about to like walk into fucking COVID city. Hell no. You know what I mean? Like, no, it was, My crazy. Mom is I was like, how do these people, one guy said to me, um, he was wearing a mask and he was like the one, a maintenance guy at the hotel we were at. Um, cause we had like an issue or whatever. He came in, he, he was wearing a mask and we were just like, Oh, hold on. Let us grab our masks really quick to like, let him in. And he was like, oh, no, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, COVID's scared of me. That's the way I see it. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, we're in fucking Trump City. We got to go. <laughs> up north like, where my mom lives, the cases are spiking. Because right. everybody up there is like, you know, they feel invincible. They feel like it's not going to come to them. It's, you know, it's a big city We didn't thing. even door dash because we were afraid that, like, the person who picked up our food wouldn't be wearing a mask and stuff. We, like, literally called in went places put on the mask fucking brought it in yeah. you know what i mean like it was crazy that's, that's what i've been doing for carry out well here's what else i've been doing is i completely uh cut off like all fast food like all i've been going to if i order anything out is like my favorite little mom and pop spots to keep those businesses going because i honestly if this whole pandemic just like collapses the entire united states i don't want to come back to mcdonald's and burger king and taco bell like all that shit can just die and go away forever and i wouldn't care um but give me like the little sandwich shops or you know little little mom and pop joints where people are making some kind of specialty food or whatever give me pierogi joints and taco stands on every corner i'll take that any day so that's what i've been supporting uh lately and posting it on Facebook too. There's an awesome little uh, pasty shop out by my work. That's really. I good. saw that. So amazing. I wanted that. They make the best pasties <clears throat> I think I've ever had. They're 
freaking amazing. And they've got all kinds. They've got chicken. They've got beef. They've got veggie. They've got sides. And the guy who owns it is such a card. He's like one of he like he talks to you like your shit when he walk when you walk in. He's like, oh god, not more customers. Like I hate customers. Get out of here. What do you want? Obviously, it's a shtick. He's hilarious, though. right? Um, but yeah, go check out Superior Pasties out in Livonia. They're freaking amazing. So good. I you can tell that. they've been making them for like fifty years. Do you know what I mean? Like it's in it's Livonia. A it's in Livonia. Yeah. Oh man, I'm like out that way all the time. Yeah, Plymouth, Plymouth Road, and uh, Wayne Road, <clears throat> and the little okay. shopping mall. Gonna so have good. To get them. So tasty. What's um, the best one? I've just been getting the regular beef one, and it's fantastic. But their chicken ones are excellent too. I think I'll try a veggie one one of these times. Is it just the three, or do they have a whole bunch of extra? No, they've bullshit? got they've got all kinds. You can like there's they make some with different vegetables in them, and damn, I might have to get some of that. Yeah, I'm doing it this week. It's the bomb, the bomb. dot com. I mean, that's a that's a Michigan thing. Like I grew up on those when I was a little kid. My parents used to go to their local pasty shop, and we'd have them like you know once a month or a couple sure, times sure. a month, something like that. But oh. I don't think I've ever had a pasty, but I've heard so many good things. And I'm like, I really want one. If honestly, like start with these guys, cause they're, they're like the best. And I mean, th- there's other places that are really good too, but um, yeah, this one's fantastic. I really loved it. And little sandwich shops, you know, like the, the mom and pop sh- sandwich shops. I love places. Dagwoods like and downtown Farmington. Oh Boom. my God. Their food is so good. <laughs> Yes. I hope we're getting everybody hungry out there. <laughs> <laughs> and if you like sushi and you go to Farmington, because Livonia and Farmington are right there, Sushi House, that place is the best. They used to do, I don't know if they still do it, but they used to do like dollar sushi Saturdays or whatever. And it was like, they had like different sushi rolls that were a dollar for like a happy hour, like breakfast thing, like until wow. until noon or whatever. It was like California rolls are a dollar, like. Bro, I can eat a lot of California rolls. <laughs> Same. I absolutely love some sushi. So yeah, I'm gonna have to try that place out. I haven't, even if they're not dollar rolls, like I'll pay you, I'll pay you what it's worth. They're I don't mind they're me. good quality fresh sushi. Love it. They love went it. from being <laughs> like when we first started going there, because it was across the street from my dad's house. When I first started going there, there was probably like six little tiny, like or like three booths and like two like two-person tables and now it's like an entire strip mall that they took over nice (laughs) yeah i mean when you get popular and you gotta expand you gotta grow right they expand like every two years they're like buying the place next to them and then buying the place next to that and everything i'm just like jesus dude you guys are gonna take over they're so good that's the american dream doing it right you know i love it yeah um but yeah supporting places like that is important to me like I don't care if I never have another, you know, egg McMuffin as long as I live, I'll be fine. Like yeah. I really will not miss any kind of fast food that's out and there. And tip on your carryouts. Oh my God. Yes. Absolutely. Please tip on your carryouts. There's people that still have to work and they're not getting paid enough money to be there for real. No. And, and honestly, if you think about like a, a big restaurant where they've got a full staff of like, you know, 20 servers and bartenders and stuff like that. Only one or two of them is going to be able to make any money doing the carryout, you know? So there's a bunch of people that you're not seeing that aren't making any money, at least give the person that is making some money. Like if you, if you don't want to do that, then cook at home, 
go to the grocery store and make all your food at home and stuff like that. But if you're ordering out, if you're getting any kind of carry out, you need to be throwing those people some bucks. They're struggling to survive and they're not used to making this little money either. It's insane. Yep. Yeah. They're not used to making this little money. They're not used to having this few hours. Like all of the, I understand that there's people out there that are like compensating for the people that aren't doing enough. But to like just blatantly not tip is like, come on, please, just help yeah, us there's, out. <laughs> there's there's no excuse. <laughs> I don't think any of our listeners fall into that category. We don't have to worry mm-hmm. about our listeners. Everybody who listens to Tales from the Bar Side is the coolest. They of course but, like literally all three of you. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I do cool. miss going to work though. Oh my god, I, I miss bartending so much you know i'm not the biggest fan of the job that i've got but i'm super grateful for it you yeah. know it was it was very lucky that i was able to work through this whole thing because it's a, a small shop with not a lot of people and a big well ventilated building <clears throat> mm. and i wear a mask all the time at work so i'm yeah i feel super grateful but i'm you know it's not my favorite job i i wish i could be bartending i wish things were different same you can you wish know, in like, one hand and shit in the other and see which one gets filled up first. I do wonder, like, if I'm ever going to be able to go back to bartending, to be completely honest. Because, like, as things opened up this time, I was offered a couple of, like, bartending gigs and everything. But I had to, like, say no to all of them because I was like, I just don't feel comfortable or safe coming back, like, being exposed. I can't go work at a fucking... Uh, grocery store or something because right. you know right. I'm, I'm high risk and everything too but it's just like what what are we what are people supposed to do i just don't understand what we're supposed to be doing like, no until the, until the pandemic is over i i'm not interested in any customer service jobs where i've got to deal with the public in any kind of way <clears throat> grocery mm-hmm. store bar restaurant and any you know cashier at any place no i don't want to come in contact with the general public and have them, anybody can come up to me and I've got to be nice to them because it's my job. Fuck yeah. that. Like I'm not, I'm just not doing it. Um, you know, I, I guess if something happened in like where I'm working now got shut down for some reason and I had to find something else, I don't know what the hell I'd do, but I'd try and figure out something where I didn't have to deal with, you know, customers coming in on a regular basis. That's I know it's, it's intense thinking about like going back to work and it sucks because I'm like nine months later, I should have another job and everything, but it's like, I just don't feel comfortable going back under the circumstances. And then I don't have experience doing anything else. So they want to pay me like nothing to do these jobs. And I'm like, no, I I get that. I don't have experience, but I worked my way all the way from the bottom all the way up to the top to do what I do for a living, nope. you know, like <laughs> how was I supposed to know that this shit was going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, come on. None of us were, and it's not our fault. You know, it's like, yeah. it, and, and even if it was our fault, like pointing the blame doesn't do any good. doesn't fix the problem. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know who's going to, you know, it seems like the the federal government came in and bailed out like the automakers and bailed out the banks and big finance when like those industries were about to collapse and save them from collapsing. And now that the restaurant industry and the bar industry is collapsing, they're just kind of like, oh, well, screw you. And it seems like, well, yeah, that's kind of typical because 
bartenders and servers are used to being treated like that. You know, we work a job that traditionally doesn't have any healthcare benefits, doesn't have a 401k. It's not like a regular job that has all the perks and benefits and stuff like that. You know, it's like, but the upside of it was always that you could always find a new job. If you needed one, you could move to basically anywhere in the country, if not the world and get a job because if you were good at your craft, like you could hold your own anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it was, and it was all about personal merit and personal freedom. It was, it was a, a great American job, you know, like here I am, like, I know I can take care of myself because at the drop of a hat, I can go get a job at a dozen different places and I can have rent money next week. Boom. Yep. You know, like I can pay a car note. I can pay a cell phone bill with just like that. Yeah. Um, Pick up a shift if I have to, and then pay something off that I, Oh, I forgot about my Netflix. Oh, let me go pick up a shift really quick. Exactly. (laughs) So there was, you know, there was, there was upsides and downsides to it. You know, it was like, I went my whole adult life so far with basically no medical insurance because it's the kind Mm -hmm. of thing where if you're at a bar or restaurant, you got to pay for yourself. And I didn't make it a priority. Um, So, you know, there's that, but, it's a career. It's a real job. We've talked about this a million times before, obviously. And it's not something that everybody can do. You know, it's like, you have to have a certain kind of personality to be good at it. You got to have a certain kind of work ethic to be good at it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's scary times. Cause it's like, you're talking about an oversaturated market already where like the restaurant and bar industry has been booming for the last couple of decades and new places are springing up everywhere and stuff. And now yeah. it's all, you know, until this pandemic is over, it's, it's, it's not a good thing to be into. No. And I have no clue like how to even like transition out of that properly because like even now, like, you know, I've got other ideas of things I'm going to do for a living and, you know, going to school and all that stuff. And then it's like, I still think about how easy it is for me to pick up a shift and just keep on doing it and like never really give it up. Like it's almost like, uh, bartending is my drug, you know? It's weird how that works. I always just want to go back to it. (laughs) For so many years, I'd have like two or three jobs because I would get another job, but I'd be like, but I'm still going to bartend on the weekends and make some money. I'm I'm still going to work a couple of shifts a week to get that. You get addicted to that cash flow. You know, it's like always having. Especially during right now, Thanksgiving, (laughs) Christmas, New Year's Eve, the day before Thanksgiving, like. New Year's or uh, Christmas Eve, like there's all these holidays right in a row. And then for me and you, our birthdays fall right before that, Yep. you know? And so you just go, you ride the wave and it's like, oh man, I just made all this fucking money all the way through. And now it's going to be slow for a couple of months, but I made all this cash. I can like kind of get through with that. And, you know, there was things, too, is like, you know, in January, maybe your bar would have a cool Super Bowl party and you'd get lucky and like make some money then. And maybe you worked at a place where Valentine's Day was really good and you make. Right. Or somebody's birthday that, you know, everybody that you work with, you hopefully have a whole bunch of people that follow them. So you're like, okay, well, let me work with you, you know, during your birthday. I'll like be your backup. Just tip me out really well. You know, like. 
on tax season when everybody gets their income tax, tax refunds. Exactly. You know, it's like that's a great time. And then and that's when we shut down last year. It was right around tax season and and St. Patrick's Day and stuff. Like just this whole year has been completely fucked. And now now they're taking away, you know, all of the the holiday stuff. And because they have no choice. Like otherwise this this virus is out of control as it is. It's gonna be hard for them to lock it down and get it under control, even with all these restrictions that they're doing, let alone if they didn't do anything and just let it run its course. It's insanity. And it, it's weird because we're coming up on our one year anniversary. Like next week is our one year anniversary, basically for Tales from the oh, Bar yeah. Side. It sure is. And where we were a year ago when we first started this podcast and first met and you, we were still working, you know, both of us, you were still nightclub in. It's just so weird to me because it didn't, it felt like we were doing it for so much longer right? than before. Like we, like we've been, we've been doing it remotely longer than we've been doing it yep. at all. Yeah. That's nine, crazy. Nine months remote. That that leaves only what three or three and a half months that we. Yeah. Didn't. And it's like, I felt like we were doing it for like six months at least before, <laughs> but we weren't. Nope. It's just so weird to me. I miss, <laughs> like, I miss the studio in Royal Oak though. I'm not going to lie. I me too. The studio me in Royal too. Oak with the lights turned low. And the our intro little music room. Going, and our little we drinks. Like, get together at the barn and make our little cocktails first. What are you drinking on? Okay. Oh my god. Well, meeting up at the meeting up at the bar first to like talk about what oh we were going to talk god. about. Yeah, and having fun there. And, you know, <laughs> then I wonder going how afterwards. Doing. Yeah, and then going there <laughs> afterwards and making up crazy stories about what we did for a living. <laughs> It was crazy, like the amount of drinking that you and I did together. <laughs> in, in like a very short amount of time. Right? And then even after a while, we stopped going to the bar afterwards and just started going to my friend's houses and yep. like getting drunk there, which you can get way drunker at your friend's houses than you can at a bar. <laughs> way cheaper too. So. That's a good point. That's a good point. A case of beer. So, we did so much like during that time and it felt like forever like we knew each other for such a long time like I still like when I think about it, I'm like it's been a year since I met you and I feel like we've been friends for years yes <laughs> you know I, it's that kind of friendship and that's kudos to exactly our I wish I had some are. wine to cheers you with but I don't oh. so I'll just... Millie Millie, Millie! <laughs> wine <laughs> <laughs> Dave's gonna be like, "What the fuck has this podcast become?" (laughs) Um, You know, it's that's that's the beauty of it is it's our show and we can talk about whatever we want. And we were trying so hard to go to uh, Old Shillelagh for our one year too, weren't we? We were, and that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know what we should do? You know what'd be really funny is if like the three of us we just like go in my front yard or my backyard or whatever and we set up like an irish theme and then we have mikey like we social distance and we have mikey and and the three of us do it as if we were inside of old chile <laughs> well wait doesn't mikey have covid right now oh he does i don't know oh Probably. my god we... wait i think i saw that too oh wait or was it august Somebody, a lot of people we know have COVID right now. That's and crazy. A, a lot of people that we are friends with, like, have come down with COVID recently. 
it's that's what scares the hell out of me. I'm like, I, I love you all. I'm so glad that I have not been hanging out with everybody. I'm so glad that I haven't been going out to bars and seeing my friends. So as of midnight Wednesday, um, a bunch of stuff is shutting down for three weeks, including schools and bars. And I'm curious, like, if a school can stay open because it's private, then why couldn't a bar stay open because it's private? Again, the way they make up these rules is beyond me. I don't understand it. I, you know, I like to believe that the people in charge are doing it to keep us safe and doing it for the greater good. I don't believe it's a conspiracy to. No, no, I don't think it is. To take the you know, take our freedoms and take the, you know, take control of anything. I don't believe that at all. Um, But there is definitely a lot of questions to be answered on who is being allowed to stay open and who isn't and why certain places are allowed when other places aren't like, you got to keep it fair. It's got to be transparent. You got to be able to see, um, you know, the science behind why everybody can and can't stay open. So stuff like that doesn't make sense to me. You know, the way I understand it, and I'm sure if you watch the IT and the D show tonight with their infectious disease expert, again, Fred, who's been on a million times, it seems like um, he'll explain it better, but it seems to me like enclosed, non-ventilated areas where there's a lot of people or even people, you know, where people, you know, can't stay great distances apart from each other is where COVID is spreading a lot. And especially if you're not wearing masks, but you know, a bar, a restaurant, a tent, a church, a school, doesn't matter if you're indoors anywhere around a bunch of people that you don't live with. That's dangerous. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Well, like what I'm saying though, is that's like, I've seen things where people are like, Oh, uh, certain schools don't have to close because it's, it's private. It's privately owned. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So, but bars that are like privately owned. Right. Do they fall under that care category too? It's like. Because I am curious how there's some like nightclubs that are open that nobody has been saying anything about. It's like, do they fall under a certain category? Like, is there something about them in particular because they offer like an outdoor service or, you know what I mean? Like. I think that there has to be more clarification on what what constitutes as someone being a place being like a school or a nightclub or a bar or a restaurant or a bar. You know what I mean? Like what I have to I'm I need more clarification because if you ask me, I would be jumping through every fucking loophole if I was like a business owner. And I know that they are. You know what I mean? Like me personally, like I would me personally no i wear my mask and i'll stay home and that's fine but you know i see other people that are like using these loopholes and i'm like is there a way to close those or are we just forever open or it's crazy to me i just i just don't understand why why some things are and something is and something is not call the governor call the governor I don't think the governor is doing it though. I think it's the um, health department, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so as well. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I, th- I think the best thing to to do right now is to just kind of like be accepting of stuff 
like don't be too don't be too loud and crazy just kind of like try and find your own little inner peace with everything absolutely because to do otherwise is just beating your head against the brick wall you're not going to get the answers that you seek you're not going to get the solutions that you want we can tell you all day things that you want to hear and sugarcoat it the reality of the situation is until it goes away like there's a bunch of stuff you can't do anymore that's true without without being you know unless unless you don't care about being safe (laughs) excellent pour millie that is fantastic you may also have a glass if you'd like i'll join you after oh good she already knew i was gonna tell her that (laughs) cheers to millie Cheers to Millie. I'll cheers, cheers her when I get out there. My beer's gone. I guess I'm going to have to get into the whiskey. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's it's okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I am curious to see just kind of how everything plays out, especially if it's like, you know, things being closed for a couple of months again or whatever the case might be. Like, we're going to persevere. People are going to get through it. Just think about it that you're helping save some of your own family members for all I care. You know what I mean? Whatever it takes to get you through it, but um, it needs you know, to happen and we need to do it. I'm not going anywhere for Thanksgiving this year. I'm staying home with my brother and my nephew. And, you know, they luckily they're used to doing a small Thanksgiving with just the two of them. And they they right. usually never have anybody else over. So, you know, I'll be the the joiner with them now that I'm hanging out with them. And you know, it's, yeah, I'm going to miss my family, but I'd rather zoom with them. I'd rather call them. I'd rather text them and tell them how much I love them and be able to do that again in January and August next year and next Christmas. You know, imagine if this thing really does get under control and goes away next year and it's completely gone. And we, you know, by next Christmas, we forget all about COVID. Like how great is that holiday going to be when everybody can finally (laughs) just like, I would love it. Yes. I mean, I'll get, I'll get the vaccine. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind doing it. I would do it. We got to get it. Right tested. Yeah. You're not going to be the first one to do it. But... No, I won't be the first one to do it, but if it's been <laughs> tested, I'll do it. Well, and again, today was my, for the first time I ever even took a COVID test. You know, I had never even been tested before. Yeah, I didn't describe really see that. Oh, so um, mine was simple. It was a uh, throat swab. So basically like when they, if they check you for strep throat, they take a little swab and swab your tonsils. Simple. Okay. Plus I didn't get to like jam it up your nose one. And then a tiny little pinprick on my finger. I didn't even feel it. And they took a blood sample. Oh, like a... Like that little, um, it's like a little box thingy and they do it yep. just kind of like barely. Yeah. And then you, you, you stick your finger on it and they, they take a little blood sample. They get like two of them and stuff. I was like, I didn't even feel the pinprick on my finger. Oh, so they like was... tested for antibodies too, just in case yep. to like say like, oh, you've already had it or like whatever. Oh, yeah, that's cool. So, so yeah, it was, it was antibodies and, you know, and the actual thing. And they're like, you know, the rapid test is not as accurate as the longer tests. So, you know, don't, don't act like, let's not all start sucking each other's dicks just yet. You might <laughs> still have it. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, Damn no, it. but, 
but still, it made me feel good that the rapid test came back negative. You know, I was like, yeah, it's a right, little cool. solace. Sure. It is. And, and and I didn't think that I had it anyways. I have no symptoms. I haven't been in contact with anybody who's who's been positive. I didn't really have right. any reason to think that I would have it. I just wanted to make sure for myself because like I have come in contact with people that don't live in my household. Yeah, same. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and be like all holier than thou and say I haven't been in public or anything like that. I have definitely done a few things, but I have like taken the precautions where I make sure I wear my mask. I wear my mask when my uh, waitress is next to my table sometimes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like just a, a, I'm not going to say I've done it every time because I do forget sometimes, but um, I try to remember to, and I try and stay as safe as possible and, and not even just for me, but for them too. Cause some girls are like, or, um, you know, whoever waiters, waitresses, they'll be like, Oh, I don't care. And I'm just like, well, I do, you know, I don't want to get you sick on on purpose. No, there's a little breakfast spot and I've, I've gone in there a couple of times now, probably like two or three times to just, sometimes you just feel like having breakfast at a diner. Right. And they do, everybody's wearing masks at social distancing, but it's the same thing where you sit down and take your mask off. And I'm like, I'm not taking my mask off. The waitress comes over, asks me what I want to drink. I'm telling her what I want with my mask on. You mm-hmm. can hear me. And she's, you know, bring me my coffee and then whatever. When my food comes and she walks away, then I take the mask off to eat. And then as soon as I'm done, I put it back on again. But they're saying, like, if you want to be super safe about it, you should be pulling your mask down, eating a bite of food, putting your mask back up, chewing your food. Like, And that makes sense to me. It really does. It's like. Makes sense to me, too. The whole reason that I didn't want to go back into the industry is because as soon as people sit down, they take that mask off. And it's like, what, you think that you needed it to walk in and sit down, but now that you're sitting, you're not going to spread it? Like, this is ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. You need to wear it all the time. Yeah, no, I agree. It's hard, though. You know, like nobody's trying to say that this is like the easiest thing in the world. And yes, people forget. And yes, it is something that you have to be like, oh, man, I have to bring my mask with me or I have to make sure that I put it back on before so and so comes back to my table or before I stand up to leave or go pay or whatever. It's hard to remember sometimes, but it should be getting easier. People should have, you know, what I mean, like I never leave my house without my mask. I have multiple masks in my car. I have one in my purse. I have one in my glove box. I have one, you know, wrapped around my little, you know, and I wash them. And that's why I have so many to begin with. And it's just like, damn, dude, like, come on. You have to, you, the people I see and they're just like, oh, I don't have a mask. I'm just like, what the fuck do you mean you don't have a mask? Like, How do you not have a mask? How do you? We're nine months in. It's like keys, wallet, phone, mask. You know, like, come on. Not hard. Charger. Don't forget your phone Charger. charger. Yeah, you gotta have a charger. <laughs> I never bring my phone charger with me, but I really need to because I'm always that person that's like, my phone's dying. Can I use your charger? Yeah, I've got the exactly. one in the car. I've got the one in the car, but I've got the one. Well, because I listen to headphones all day at work, so I gotta have my phone plugged in while I'm at work listening to my headphones and my music. So, right. like, power is essential for me. I gotta gotta have the power set up. Um, Same these. I get it. But I do have I do have the one that's always in the car. So like if I'm with my car and it's an emergency, I can always just go stick my phone in my car for an hour and let it charge and I'm all good. I'm still on my first smartphone, by the way, everyone. It's 2020. <laughs> this is my very first smartphone. And it is coming up on four years old. I've had the same smartphone the for same four years. Phone? 
I've had the same phone for four years. I hate to tell you, but one. you're eligible for an upgrade, bro. <laughs> I should be, right? You would think. Um, I yeah, I got the iPhone seven. Wait, what are they on now? Twelve. So then, yeah, you're like coming up on five years old. Four. Four. Damn. Yep. Two thousand. Two thousand seventeen. I started looking into upgrading after mine hit like sixteen months. Yeah, it's. I take good care of it. It's not. Um, it doesn't lose its charge too fast, but it's not the same as it was when it was brand new. Oh no. No, and it's not no. going. To, but it's it's not like it dies like real fast on there or anything like that. And it still does the trick, and I still hate it. Like I wish we didn't have smartphones. I really don't. I like it's a time suck for me. It's dumb. Look at me going off on another tangent with like five minutes to go <laughs> on the show. I'm like, and another thing. Oh, who cares? We talk about whatever the fuck we want. God That's damn, right. Kids and their video games. <laughs> That's me though. I'm the video game player. Video game. Uh-huh. That sounds erotic. What is it? Them video games, video video games. Oh, I I thought you were saying <laughs> something different. Video games, yeah. Video vagi games. They're video games. That's, yeah, vagi. <laughs> it's different. Goddamn kids! Oh, you kids and your with your <laughs> Super Tech Mobile and your Pac Man. What Super are you Techno Mobile? <laughs> Probably playing that Pong, aren't you? Wasting all your time playing that Pong. <laughs> <laughs> for real <laughs> uh, no i've seen firsthand the effect on uh of video games like you know i i was the generation where video games was introduced to us you know the atari and yep. and literally the centipede and all those and stuff but um yeah you see what they can do now it's pretty amazing and it's a time suck <laughs> like my son and my nephew were playing uh, Madden this weekend. And it was funny because my, my son had never played Madden. And, of course, it's my nephew's console. So he's kicking his ass. But my son scored a couple of touchdowns and made a couple of plays. And I was like, oh, hey, hey. Now, you've, now you've been bitten by the bug. Now you're going to want to play that all the time. <laughs> And he was playing Grand Theft Auto for a while, and I was like, you're 10. You don't need to be playing Grand Theft Auto. That's not good. Like, Right. GTA, no. He's like he's a sweet little ten year old boy. He does not need to be experiencing like murdering hookers and squashing. No, come on. Getting five. Okay, if you want him to do something, you know, just to have him do like fable, it's so wholesome. I mean, there's still like some there's some stuff that's maybe not so great, but it's pretty it's pretty wholesome when it comes to stuff like that. You can get married. You can I have like the babies, but... See, I thought Minecraft was wholesome, but it's not. There's death and killing and stuff in that, too. I'm just like, why do you gotta... Like, it looks like a wholesome game. You're just building stuff, but... Like, Fable, you kill people, but there's no blood or gore. It's like, it, <laughs> they, like, drop, like, little orbs of light, and then you collect the orbs of light. <laughs> you know what I mean? Drink up their essence. Their life right. essence. <laughs> Drink the blood of the... Drink the blood of your enemies out of their rotten corpses <laughs> and their empty skulls. Um, <laughs> that's a good way to end the show, I think. You know, I drinking agree. blood out of your enemies' skulls. Yep. Or whiskey. <laughs> or wine. Oh my gosh. Well, listen. If you think all the shit that we said tonight was bullshit and crap, send us an email. Tell us what yep. you think. 
if you think that uh, that we're right on track and and you love us and you support what we're saying, then send us an email and and tell us <laughs> and stuff like that. I swear to God, if somebody sends us an email, I will send you something. We will definitely yeah, like we'll put together. Our first email needs to get like a big prize package since nobody has emailed us yet. Um, <laughs> the, like we'll 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 put together a box of goodies and we'll. While we're putting together, we'll wear masks and gloves, and we'll Lysol the shit out of everything that we put in there, and we'll send it off to <laughs> Maybe you. Maybe we'll send you toilet paper. And... Right. <laughs> oh, a roll of toilet paper? That would definitely yeah. be Like, that's, little... people need that stuff. I've heard that shit's getting crazy out there again. Airplane bottle of whiskey. And, yeah, we'll come up with all kinds <laughs> of cool shit. A COVID but, um... uh, nightcap box. Yeah, yeah. Tales from the Bar Side <laughs> box. That's what you get. Well, tell them where they can email too. Okay, so if you have any of your stories or anything like that that you want to send to us, please do. And you can contact us at barsidetales at gmail.com. That's the spot. Or send us a goddamn message, please. I send us a message. And if you put, you got to put your return address on there, but we'll send you a For box of goodies. Sake. <laughs> we'll I'm keep you anonymous. Working. Just tell us. I'm still working. I've got money. I'll buy you a box of goodies. It'll be fun. Well, care packages. Well, there we also have to send Wednesday a, a care package too. We absolutely do. I we hope you're listening Wednesday. One. We love you. Oh, I'm sure she is. We we've all kept right, in contact. So, all right, we'll see you guys next week. We'll see you guys next week on my birthday and our one year anniversary show. Mwah.